To Rainbow Beach, to the Switch, and everything in between. I'm gonna have fun, and you're gonna have fun. Have fun, you guys! Go and have fun now. Your new local. You're gonna love this place. It's the Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam, and Dobbo. Monday podcast family. How are we all travelling? Going well. Is the is the word conundrum? Is that conundrum? Oh, yeah. Conundrum. No, no, no. Liesl, yep. what's the rule when he's not pronouncing a word correctly? Let him we go. We make him try again. Okay. Oh, what's but he nailed it. Yeah. Well, conundrum. I think he threw a G in there. Oh. <laughs> conundrum. I think you um, might. <laughs> anyway, conundrum. Right. We need the Dobbo's dictionary. I need. <laughs> I actually need some advice on this. Right. So yesterday we had the christening. Mm-hmm. Um, great day. Sorry, you guys weren't there, mm. but it was a great day. We would go to the pump yard. And we put on a bar tab and we put on food and everything. You know, I think we spent a couple of grand, whatever. Oh. There were 60 people there. It was really good. All till the very end. So our crew, we had a crew, 4305 locals who are our really good friends. And at the very end, we said, hey, we're going back to our house. Anybody want to come and join us? Have a few more beers. You know, kids want to have a swim. Blah, blah. It's about 3.30. And one of the couples who I won't name, said, oh, all right, oh, we're in. And they just left with their the glass because they had a full beer and a full wine. Oh. And they left with the glass from the pump yard. Oops. Right. Purposely? Well, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. We, would. Yeah. <laughs> right. we get home and about three hours later, the manager who did an amazing job goes, hey, thank you so much for your support of the pump yard, blah, 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 blah. Just by chance... You don't know the two people that stole two of our glasses no. from the pump yard. Right. Did they see it on footage or something? Well, I don't know. They must have seen them walking out. I, I, I feel that these people walk straight past the... Yeah. Oh. So, like, let's just drum it out. They're a glass. It's a glass. Mm. Like, I get it. But still there is the issue. Does it have the insignia on it or no, anything? No, no, no. Uh-huh. It's just a... Just a normal glass. Not okay. a bad glass. Right. Nice to have. Do I know, do I say that we know them or are we unaware that we know who these people are? Well, the if culprits. they've seen them on footage, they know that they were hanging around Yeah, but we party. don't have to know fully that they came, to, they, no one knows that they came to our house. So we wouldn't have been aware of this. Does the manager listen to the podcast? He could. <laughs> well, if he does, he knows <laughs> that you do know. So you've answered that question. My, the bigger question is why the hell why are they, what's going on at the pump yard that they're stock taking glasses? Well, that's what I would have thought. But also, is... people break glasses, so yeah. surely there's a, a quota in there that's enough to break. So you, you could... Times re- are tough. The pump yard might not like the, the fact that, you know... Right. So what are you going to do with the glasses? Are you going to take them back? No, I don't have the glasses. They what do you mean? Them. The people but... who might have acquired them have moved on with the glasses. But they so... went back to your house. Yeah, and then they took the glasses on. Are you harboring stolen goods? <laughs> So what's going on? Maybe here? we should look at whether or not they're actually doing it. That they've got. Yeah, that's a commitment. Glass. But to... they've taken a wine glass and a schooner. It was a pint glass. In fact, it was a good-looking pint glass. I, was it? I when when you were young and living out of home for the first time, half your cupboard was, was stolen. Stolen. Gear. Yeah, rum sevens. I used to steal seven glasses uh-huh. last end of the night. This is the funny thing. Napkins I didn't. Too. I wasn't aware of this. Hold on, hold on. What napkins? <laughs> 
What do you mean? Like the nice napkins. You and tea towels. I've got, a, I've got a stolen a tea towel from a restaurant. Yeah. What? I don't know. It came with like a plate or something, like a party that I had there, and it was a tea towel, and it was like one of those hospitality tea towels. I don't have it anymore, but yeah. What, you just thought I'd take this home with me? Yeah, I think so. Right. I don't know how it got Table, it. Tablecloth a little big? You just thought that might not fit in the bag? <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, you can take knives and forks. No, if you, you got can't! Yeah. <laughs> You've got a big enough bag. Not from the pump house, well, obviously pump not. Yard, the pump yard, the, 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 fa- fantastic joint. Sure, they're just very big on inventory. Right, okay. oh, like very big. Like, okay. Big story about to break. Back page of the paper tomorrow morning. I'm having conversations with the present moment. At first, right here on the rush hour. This is Dobbo's mail. Kurt Capewell, the Broncos superstar, has been offered a three-year deal by the New Zealand Warriors, effective wow. immediately. Now I'm going to step you through the what has gone on over the last week. Remember on Friday we talked about, quite unbelievable, but Brisbane re-signed Brendan Piakura and extended Jordan Rickey. Mm. That's their future. The future edge forwards are Brendan Piakura and Jordan Rickey. So in 2025, that's their starting edge forwards. The reason that's not their starting edge forwards in 2024 is because Kurt Capel still has one more year remaining on his contract. So Brisbane instructed his management that they, at this moment, wouldn't be offering him a contract moving further. Last week, I saw Kurt Capel on Wednesday. Friday, he was in New Zealand, and he had a meeting with Cameron George, the CEO of the New Zealand Warriors, and Andrew Webster, the coach. And in that meeting, it was relayed to them that if you wanted, there is a three-year deal on the table. So it secures his future. He's 30 years of age. He's won a premiership at Cronulla, won a premiership mm-hmm. at Penrith, played in their grand final at Brisbane. Is he from New Zealand? No, he's from oh. Charleville. He's a oh. Queenslander. He's an origin legend. And he's now been given a three-year deal. So will he go? Well, at this moment, his management, or Kirk Capel, have not spoken to the Broncos about this. But the Broncos have said, if he came with a three-year deal, they would look at it favourably for him to go because of the service he's given the club. So that's so he's so he's got a year to play with the Broncos. And so you're saying year. he would join this 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 deal would take him from 25, 26, 27 at no, I'd the say New it'd Zealand be Warriors. 24, 25, 26. To leave immediately. He'd leave immediately. If he goes, Brisbane will release him and let him go. If he but he has not he has not offered. He is weighing up that at the moment. Does he stick out and do another year at Brisbane? Or does he take a three-year deal now and head to the New Zealand Warriors? What happens if he hasn't decided in time for Broncos training next week? I think they'll give him the time. I think What's he could the start deadline? a preseason. Good question. I, I think it's round one. I, I think the oh, Warriors are desperate. Time. I think the Warriors are desperate. But you'd want to get over and do a preseason. I think it's come as a bit of a shock. He's weighing it up. He's a great bloke, mm. proud Queenslander. He's weighing up what that looks like. Do I roll the dice and back my ability and have one more year at Brisbane, which he loves, and then goes on to the market? Or does he take a three-year deal and go to the Warriors now, which secures his future? I think longevity is a good idea. Yeah, well, yeah, would you reckon the, the three-year deal? If you're deal? at 30, yeah, you're the, not a 23-year-old. And the point about the Broncos is that pie, that salary gap pie is only getting smaller because you mentioned those two edge forwards, but then there's also Reese's re-signed, Payne's re-signed, Pat Carrigan's re-signed, and, and they've got to get Ezra. Ezra's got to yeah. come in for a this big deal. This would give Brisbane, although they won't admit it, relief. Of course. This is a money back into the cap that can spread. Billy Walt was re-signing. Top up Ezra. 
top up Reese. It gives them some room. And if you look at it from Kurt's perspective as well, yes, yeah, sticking around at the Broncos, we know they're going to be a contender again in 2024. Warriors lost in a prelim. I will yeah. say this, though. Warriors I will got say to a prelim this. Last yes, right. I will say this. It weakens Brisbane to lose Kurt Capel next year. Brisbane might get salary cap relief, but it weakens them. Piakura isn't ready to stand up week after week. Capel is an origin player mm. and a premiership winner. Yep. Experience, you cannot you cannot no. give that. It is a weakness and Brisbane know it. But oh. the Warriors would be willing to pay for it, oh, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah. 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 And you've got to think about your future. This is yeah. a money this game right. is about a small window to make a ma- maximum amount of money. Something to keep an eye on there. Very nice work to start a Monday, Dobbo. Will Kurt Capewell join the Warriors for twenty twenty four? We'll keep an eye on that. But the other conversation that's been sparked today. Uh, by News Corp, is the conversation around NRL Immortals. Uh, The news has broken that the NRL has formed a subcommittee to begin conversations about who should be the next immortal. So there was a committee and now there's a subcommittee? (laughs) I assume so. Yeah, yeah, look, give you a bit of background about the Immortals. The Immortals used to be a magazine magazine called uh, Rugby Rugby League Week. Week. They own the concept, the Immortals. And when they first started off, they named seven Immortals. And it, it was a, it was an iconic part of it. Wally Lewis, the the, the legend Wally Lewis. Those Since original then, seven yeah. were Churchill, Gaznia, Raper, Langlands, Fulton, Wally Lewis, Artie Beetson. Right. right. Then the NRL, and rightly so, said, well, listen, we actually need to own this. We need to own this. And they have since gone and then formed a committee. Now, since then, they've gone to some of the – the, the players that have passed on, mm-hmm. um, Daily Hen- Messenger, Daily Messenger, Clive Churchill, yep. have all been named. Um, and they've also named the current Kangaroos coach in Mal Meninga. So, he was the most recent inductee in yeah. 2018. So yeah. it's been, Andrew Johns uh, it's as well. been five yeah. years yeah. since an immortal has been added to the list. And it's a mixture of people current, like alive. and Yes. Yeah. Yep, yeah. The, uh, basically, but the, the conversation has started today because the NRL has formed this subcommittee, but then for Queensland... You have to have been retired from the game for five years. Now, everybody knows that Cam Smith will be an immortal once he's served that time. He hasn't yeah. quite served enough years yet. But as of this year, as of this, Jonathan Thurston and Billy Slater are now both eligible okay. to be named immortals. Mm-hmm. And I I mean, yeah. for mine, JT's a walk-up start, isn't he? No. I would have thought so. No. You don't think he's a walk-up? No, I don't. I don't. And, and, and I'll tell you why. Don't get me wrong. Yes, he he's won two premierships. One, Stephen Price was injured. He was the four, he was the reserve the player that came in for the Bulldogs, sure. and he did win one for the North Queensland Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Their inaugural one, and he played up there. So two ninety four games, three hundred and twenty three games. Right, he played for his state thirty seven times. Played for his country thirty eight times. Yes, did he dominate? No dramas. But I would say this on those stats. Yep. I'd go this. I'd go to Darren Lockyer, okay? Now, Lockyer played 355 games for one club, the Brisbane Broncos. He played for Queensland 36 times. He played for Australia and Captain Australia at 60 times. I, I mean... So surely he's eligible if he's been Lockyer, retired. Lockyer, to me, he is, is eligible. a stand... He's eligible. Uh, uh, why they're talking about Slater and Thurston, yes, they are going to be immortals. That No question about it at some point. But you so have what to take, changes in that time, mate? You just wait. They might name them all, but in the current Darren Lockyer has to be the next Queenslander picked 
as an immortal, without doubt. Is there doubt. a limit on how many immortals? No, no they, they, there's no limit. There used to be. It was it was of rare ilk now, but I think the immortals will grow because of just some of the players. But there's question marks, and I understand, and, and Billy might not like this, but I have a question mark over Billy Slater being an immortal at Why the moment. That? Well, I I just think there's players that are ahead of him. Okay. In and, terms and of what they've achieved. What they've achieved in the game, what they – what they have done for the game, uh, no question Billy Slater will be one. But Lockyer needs to be one before him. I, I agree with Cam Smith is absolutely the GOAT. And I also do believe that Jonathan Thurston will most probably get there for the work that he's done on and off. And I, I understand that. Surely but, their achievements are more than Joey John's. I- and this is look. This is a debate. I'll tell you what. Let's open up. This is this is a this is a classic bit of uh, sports opinion chat here. Pub talk here. One triple three five three. Join in the immortal conversation about who you think should be up next. Because Dobbo's just mounted a very strong case for Darren Lockyer. But I personally think that the immortal concept is is less about the statistics it's and more about, more the, about the player and the talent that the player displayed on the field over their career. And I think from a mercur- – I don't think anyone can argue with Jonathan uh, – Andrew Johns, I beg your pardon – the mercurial talent that he was on field. Mate, Lockyer was a fullback I'm and not then dismissing, to I'm not dismissing Darren Lockyer's achievements. That's not what I'm arguing with. But there is – there's a strong push for, for South legend Ron Coote to be inducted. There's people saying that Parramatta, great. Peter Sterling needs to be in there and Brett Kenny Sterling as well. Sterling not. Sterling's not no, in the model yet. There's a, there's a, there's a lot this, of cases. There's a lot of great names that are not in there yet. And so as the question is, should JT have to wait longer? He served ah. the five years. If he's ready to go, is he ready to go? One trip, the phones have gone bananas. <laughs> we'll take your calls next on this Immortal Chat. Rush Hour with Lisa Jones, Lamb and Dobbo, Triple M. We have formed a sub-sub-committee uh, to decide the next NRL Immortal. And basically it's a race in two. It's Jonathan Thurston or Lockyer. That's yeah. the conversation being Well, see, I'm here. not going to make a decision because I don't know the rules. So, Of rugby league? <laughs> What's a running 5-8? <laughs> I love that. We're talking whether or not it should be. Hey, Paddy from Kelvin Grove, should it be Thurston or should it be Lockyer? Who's your pick? I'd have to pick Thurston. I mean, there's a bit of bias there being originally a Northwest Queensland, and there's really good arguments for both of them and probably hard to find a negative for either of them. But when Thursday's post-playing uh, involvement with the JT Academy, yep. uh, Cowboys House, uh, but, but you know one thing that sticks out with him, that simple little gesture of picking up the kicking tee and giving it back to the ball boy. You know, that I'm pretty sure he was the one, one of the first to do that, if not the first. So just showing that respect over and over again, you know. That a lot, uh, yeah, of, a lot of players now do. Paddy, you're right. And also, now, yeah. uh, the, how many young kids are there out there that have been gifted that JT headgear after a game yeah. and who have oh, fallen yeah. in love with the game of rugby league and have never forgotten that moment because of him. Yeah. Simple gestures, yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Nice, does all, Patty. Does a lot of community work, doesn't he, JT? Yeah. Dean yeah. from Eagleby, who needs to be the next immortal? Uh, mate, Darren Lockyer all the way. I agree with you, Dobbo. Yeah, look, I mean... What's the argument for it, Dean? Uh, well, little, little kid from Rover, mate, made the fullback position his own, and then probably one of the... I think he's the greatest ever five-eight. I think he rivals Willie Lewis as the greatest ever five-eight. Queensland captain, Brockhurst captain. And, you know, just look at him now. Channel 9 commentator and the stuff he does in the community, mate. It's not even an argument. JT will get there in a couple of years. But maybe he can, he can wait. He's a patient man, so... Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, Lockyer... Lockyer- Played for Australia in both positions. Thurston only played in one position. Um, I mean, he came off the bench a couple of times at 14 as a utility. But, it, I mean, Lockyer dominated in both positions. 
Um, okay. Yeah, uh, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it, you have to have dominated in two positions. Well, well okay. I, no, but if you have, it's better than dominating in one position. You admit that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I mean, maybe he wasn't good enough to stay in that. No, oh kidding, my god! Kidding. Let's oh go to the, who we got next. Travis from Homeview. Good afternoon. Hey guys, how are you? Good. Who needs to be the next immortal? Oh look, I'm 100 percent with Dougal on this one. Darren Lockyer. I don't think there's even a. Uh, I don't think you can even count JT against Lockyer, to be honest. Oh, really? That's strong, Trav. I think, and I honestly think it probably should have been done earlier than now. It's a funny one, isn't it? Because yeah, I'm if- with you. I don't understand why he hasn't been. But I understand how they just don't do it every year, and the discussions come up. And I, I understand the case for Mal Meninga being an immortal ahead of Darren Lockyer. Of course. I also, from a timing perspective, I get that. But I, 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 I can't see Thurston getting it ahead of Lockyer. I think yeah, that I, would be a I travesty. Yeah. I can't see past it, mate. It, you know, even if you didn't want to talk stats on and off the field, he, you know, he kept his nose clean. Didn't really bring too much drama to the game off mm. the field. Top bloke, good player. A little bit, of a, miss, a little bit of a misstep with the haircut post-retirement, no. Trav. But, you know. <laughs> mate, we've, all had, we've all grown <laughs> hair back. Me, it goes back too far. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Trav. you, mate. Uh, Graham from Burpengary East, bring us home, mate. Who should be the next immortal? JT. Right. Okay. Give me a reason why. Reason why in that? Better all-round player? Yeah. Say, I don't think Nokia is up to that standard of... You know, the people used to rave on, you know, he's, he's just as good as Wally Lewis. Nobody's as good as Wally Lewis. Oh, no question. There's only one king. There's only one king. But yeah, we're not comparing I, him I, to the king. We're comparing him. Yeah, you're, saying, but, you're saying them both. You know, like, um, you, you know, like it, it's, it, it seems to me like th- th- there's a real two camps on this one. There like, is. There's, there you're is. Either, you're in the JT camp or you're in the. Thank you, Graham, for the call. Thanks, Graham. Oh, here's, here's, here's a result. Why don't we just put them both in? Yeah, why don't we just do both at the same time? And that could happen. Why don't we just stick them both in? That really could happen. And wouldn't that upset all of New South Wales? Yeah, which (laughs) means you know it's not going to happen. Because guess where this subcommittee's meeting? New South Wales. New South Wales. I came across not a very happy customer today. I had my skin checked. Let this be a PSA for you. Go get your skin checked. I had a biopsy done. So from my years in the sun, I've had a little Mm. um, mould check to make sure it's not melanoma or anything. So let this be a warning to go get your skin checked. It's always a good thing to do. I was, while I was waiting for my appointment, the most awkward conversation occurred and I don't know how to feel about it. I felt so uncomfortable. I just wanted to leave the room. A man had come out of not the skin cancer check, but had come out from like the nurse's area, which is where I don't know what treatments happen in there. But as he came out, he went to pay it was $495 was Ooh. the bill. So it was very expensive. So I'm assuming a little bit more than... Some elective stuff. Yeah, might have been a little bit more. Fillers? Maybe. It could be a bit of Botox. I'm making a huge it. assumption. Lift before, and tuck. Yeah, $495. To be honest, I didn't make eye contact, so I don't know. I couldn't see what was Did what procedure. Did the duck lips going no, on? I don't know. But $495 is twice as expensive as my skin check right. was today. So I'm assuming I had a little bit more extra care. Come to the payment. The payment did not go well. Oh. Tried the card a couple of times, declined every time. Then got. <laughs> <laughs> they made that 
sound on his phone <laughs> when he was trying to do it. That didn't work. So we thought they thought maybe something was happening with the phone that the payment wasn't going through. No, kept declining. Oh, no. Can we do it manually? What do you mean do it manually? You know the numbers. Can you type it in manually? Maybe it's something to do with the phone. Nut tried that, declined. $5 fee for that one. No. So the price kept going up. And he said, look, I've got $48.10 in my wallet. Can I give you that? And then take it off the bill so that maybe we can get it through. (laughs) Nut, that didn't work either. Declined and kept getting this $5 fee. He even offered to leave and go to the ATM to get the money out. But I was like, but if the money's not in the card. (laughs) Tried that before. Does that work for anyone? Because, like, I feel like you would have to. Just run, mate. Just run. (laughs) (laughs) Had birds do that to me on a date before. (laughs) But I feel like it's really awkward sitting there going, I don't know. I can't help you in this situation because I'm not paying that for you. You know, if it was like $10, I'd be like, mate, here's $10. Like, just I'll pay for it. But it was so awkward and uncomfortable that I was like, oh, it keeps declining. And he's like, what was the end result? I don't know if he ended up paying the whole thing because my appointment started. So I was like, damn it, I can't see the end of what this discussion now, was. If, but it was like, I don't have any more money was what I heard. If that's a, if that's a, tang- if that's a physical product that he has, doesn't have enough money, if, he gets, if you get to the, the checkout at Woolies or Coles and you don't have enough money, leave it. You put the stuff back. If he's had a bit of Botox put in. You can't take that out. What do you do? Can they take it out? Is it physically possible? For, sorry, sir, you're going to have to come back in here. Well, We're going to have to drain be- that out of you. Just run because your appearance would look different anyway. So even if they put up pictures of you to be like, I do, don't look like that do anymore. Do not serve this man or this man before and after show. <laughs> Lisa, let's go back to Friday last week on this show uh, where we crossed live to our schoolies correspondent, <laughs> young Will Dobbin, who... He was very good on Friday, I thought. Did I his Instagram followers go up? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> he was very he, concerned he was, about he, that. He did ask us to put a post up. I shared uh, it. Yeah, he was very popular. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, well, so. he wasn't popular with his dad because his dad uh, wasn't impressed with the haircut that his mate had given him. He had a big arrow down the middle of his head. I was impressed. You it were was impressed very clean. with it. But a lot there, of my mates were impressed with it. But <laughs> there was a, a more pressing concern that his father, Ben Dobbin, had. The twins are getting christened this weekend. Mm-hmm. So it's a really great opportunity to have my five children there on Sunday. Be it William's coming back from a Roma party on Sunday afternoon. I want to get a really nice photo for us all to celebrate Banks and Forbes. That's christening. nice. will be yeah. shaved off by then. I bet, you it's not. I bet you it's not. Yeah, I've got the dog clippers in my bag. And dog Sunday clippers. morning when I get off the bus. I'll be shaving it on the way to the church. On the way to the church. On the way to the church. That was it. That was the promise live on air from Will Dobman that not only would his stupid haircut be gone, it'd be down to the skin, but he would be there for the christening for Forbes and Banks on Sunday So to give you a little bit of context, he's 18. He's been at boarding school. He's been a pillar at his school. He's been very responsible. And like 18-year-old Miles, you make silly mistakes, and he did put the arrow in his hair. So he goes out to Roma, to this Roma party, which a lot of parents uh, listening their kids would have gone to. Very well run, great thing. And he was supposed to be back, as you said, for the christening. We got the twins christened yesterday, despite what your religious beliefs are. They're both christened Catholic. I'm happy with that. All my kids are Catholics. Bang. Right? So we're at St. Mary's Church, 10.30. That's the kickoff. I said, mate, look, give or take. If you're there by 11 o'clock, if you're there by 11.30, but you want to be there, I want to get a nice photo. One of my best friends in the world is a guy called Kent Zizma. Him and his wife, Bria, are, are like family to me. And at 4.48 a.m. on Sunday morning, 
Breeze Isma sent me a photo, a video of my son who had not had any sleep. I've shown you two the video dancing um, to Shania Twain. <laughs> that was half the problem. Like, who dances to Shania Twain? But the video indicates that there was absolutely no chance he was going to be back from Roma. So what time was the christening? The christening started at 10.30. And what time was the bus leaving Roma to get back? Well, there was a bus that went early. What um, time? Uh, like around 4 o'clock. And oh, that well, would this have, was what, 5 a.m.? This so was 5 a.m., so he missed that, which would mean that he needed to get on a bus, which left at 8, which means he missed the, he missed the christening. <gasps> Instead, he was boot scooting. Man. Well, that's what he was looking for. Um, but anyway, um, look, I, I, I was a little disappointed till my mother, <laughs> the great windows, and my wife said, hang on, hang on, hang on. What were you doing at 18? There was no mobile phones. You had zero responsibility. And so I get it. But I was proper disappointed. It gets better. Two o'clock in the afternoon, we're all having a few frothies at the pump yard. We had a little, you know, after the christening, had everybody back there for a few beers and a bit of food. The phone rings and it's him. He goes, yeah, I've been dropped off on the Warrego Highway where the truckway bridge is opposite Costco <laughs> oh, at Bundamba. I'm like, oh, yeah. And he goes, and no Ubers will come on and pick up on the highway. Oh, are you kidding? No, really? Surprise, surprise. No Ubers going to come out there. So I had, to oh, send, will. I had to send one of my friends out there. The, the Great Beck Payne went out and picked him up, mm. picked him up. Look, I love seeing him. He missed it all. I mean, yes, he missed a nice photo. But he did shave the arrow out of his head. He was Good. completely bald when he turned up. Good he boy. stunk like uh, a bloke Great. had been at – well, like he'd been at school for eight days without a shower. Let's there just be go. honest. And, uh, mate, we de-liced him. Um, <laughs> we, we put him in a dead old bath. We washed all his gear. And he slept for 14 hours. <laughs> so, on, anyway, he's back and he's alive and he's going well. So, uh, but, he, but he has, Lisa, he's entered – Will has entered that 18-year-old um, oh. frontier that we all hit of missing something. Because Your prefrontal cortex? Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly miss, right. Missing an event because yes. you were otherwise occupied. Yes. Mm, he yeah. did have other priorities. Yeah. And yeah. we've and all missed, missed events that we go back now and go, geez, I, I regret oh, yeah. that. I probably should have been that. I probably should have been that. And his two younger brothers, Christing, he'll never get that back. He'll never get that back. No. I learned a valuable My brother and I learned this valuable lesson at the same time. Our parents had been away for a long overseas trip. This is when my brother and I were both 18 and older. So we were old enough to stay at home while mum and dad went off over a big overseas trip for about a month, right? Gone for a month. They flew back in on a Sunday morning. My brother and I had both had very large Saturday nights. Neither of us went to pick them up from oh! the airport. No. We learned, a, we learned a very stern lesson that day. When they got home, there was nobody waiting for them. Oh, we, got a, we copped a mouthful oh. when they got home. So we learned not to miss picking your parents yeah. up at the airport. We, it's almost time for us to get out of here in case you missed it. All this week, thanks to our mates at Super Butcher who just do wonderful, wonderful stuff things. with meat. Uh, we've got a Christmas ham to give away every single day this week. Uh, you can win one when you play Under Pressure. You mentioned it, Dobbo, earlier on in the show, just about that we might explore the idea of the best thing you can do with ham because I feel like everybody has a, you know, a best ham recipe. Yeah. Can I just uh, definitively, Go. there is no greater thing than you can do with ham than put it in a, 
toasted ham sandwich. Oh, really? It, it is definitively the greatest thing you can do with a bit of ham. You but, go, are you talking ham? just a straight cold ham or a glazed ham uh, in the oven? You know what? I don't care how the ham's done. But ham, uh, on bo- in my mind, this is Boxing Day. Mm. The ham's been just gnawed at for Christmas Day, and there's still plenty left on Boxing Day. And then you roll it out, and you've got the slices rolling. You get some cheese on top. You get the tomato relish, a little bit of Dijon in there, buttered sourdough either side in the sandwich press. I'm going to challenge you. Eggs Benedict with ham, sourdough, ham, eggs, poached eggs, hollandaise sauce. <sighs> Delish. Challenge accepted. That's pretty good, James. That's good. That's pretty That's good. Do you guys remember how we had Pancake Tuesday and I bought my crepery in and I made crepes? Yeah. You remember this year yeah. how I made yeah. crepes? Because crepes aren't pancakes. Yeah. Mm. You. That's not this. Don't, don't bring up no, the water, Lisa. Don't bring up Let the me just tell you this now. If you get shaved ham off the bone... Mm-hmm. A little bit of cheese, a little bit of fat, a little bit of mushroom. Put it on a crepe. Oh, Come to Papa. <laughs> so you okay? First thing, no. first thing that, that that phrase and that action you just did is now banned in this studio. That can never happen again. All right, HR have come sprinting to the studio because you've just used the phrase "Come to Papa" and open about your my crepery. What? So you're rolling the savoury crepe. Oh, I love a savoury crepe. Mm, I love a savoury crepe. Also, there's a place called Baked in Ipswich. Uh, his name's Ben, but he calls himself Joe. He gets the best sour. <laughs> I know. Work it out. Um, he's a good bloke, but he has the I best sour. I feel like sourdough. Dobbo's walked in and yeah. said, this town's only big enough for one, Ben. <laughs> no, no, no. Change your name, His mate. name's Joe. Baked right. by Joe. His real name's Ben. I don't, anyway, okay. I don't want to what unpack is? that. But he makes this sourdough that is unbelievable. No. Every Saturday morning, I get fresh ham just on p- fresh, hot sourdough. Oh, my God, it's so good. Mm. This is great. Two new rules for this studio. We can't talk about food in the last break of the show because I am so So hungry hungry. now. And, of course, the new number one rule of this show, Call Me Papa, is banned. You can come come to to Papa. Papa. Come to Papa. All references to Papa or daddies, (laughs) we're not allowed to say them in this show anymore, okay? Look at you. We're going to get out of here. You can win a Christmas ham tomorrow. We won't talk about papas or daddies or anything. She's closing her eyes. Come to Papa! See you tomorrow at 4 p.m. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo.